All right, welcome to a special presentation on the War Report this week on the A Show Network, the only place where you can find all these great interviews. Um, we have a special guest. We have a special guest on the line, man. This man, at this point, he has grown from the streets of Uptown, like, and he's really become at the at this point, it's like a real uh, what what would I say, like. I don't know what is it? just a New York up and coming story, man. The man has become <laughs> like the Diddy the bad boy, like Rick Ross MMG. He's like the Mr. Clark to the badass kids, man. Like he he is the he is the he is a diamond mind of diamond mind. We have Malcolm Bivens on the War Report. Welcome, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. That's uh, well, I was trying to pitch for that to be the new show. Uh, NXT, lean on me. Uh, with me as a general manager, you know, so I can straighten these kids out. But uh, thank you very much for the introduction. That would be it. hard. Oh, my God, man. Listen. All right. So, boom. We're coming off of a very, very, very large night for you guys because, I mean, over the last number of months since you guys have kind of came up, I mean, Roddy has won the Cruiserweight Championship. And then now you guys, 2022 Dusty Cup Tag Team, Dusty Tag team, damn, there's so many words. Dusty classic champions. How do you feel kind of about coming on the other side of this, especially with all the development that's been for the last number of months, man? I I feel like Ruben stuttered when he won American Idol. That's that's <laughs> that's probably the best way that I can put it. Uh, you fine without I mean, winning. Yeah, yeah, that. that's it. That's it. Um I mean, here's the thing, you know, the Creed brothers, I first interacted with them, I think it was um, August 10th of 2021. I think I gave them my business card. And then September 7th is when they made their in-ring debut. So, you know, looking at their progression from then to now, it's incredible. It's, it, it, it's something that is special to me. And I know that it is special to them because they took an opportunity and like they killed it. You know, um, that's really all you can ask for is an opportunity. And they got it and they made the most out of it. So I'm incredibly proud of them. I am incredibly happy. And it's just been a great 24 hours and I can't complain. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Quan, uh, go off, man. Well, first of all, like off the um, <clears throat> Creed Brothers off top, Diamond Mine off top is like that's one of my the highest points at NXT for me. I love seeing you guys every week. Even the entrance, like y'all got y'all got me hyped coming in. Like the Julius and Brutus, when they come in, they give off that energy off the top, right? And I know, like you've been in in uh, NXT side of WWE for a little while now. And there's a lot of stop and starts kind of going in. Like you were on TV, then you're off TV. Some stuff happened. What was that process like? How like how did you um how do you deal with all those stops and starts to kind of until we finally got to what Diamond Mind is today? And like how did you uh? How did you Dusty Cup tag team tag yeah, team champion? I mean, you said it. It's it's a process, and the crazy thing is, the one piece of advice that that sticks with me every day, uh, I got that from Terry Taylor, and Terry Taylor told me to take it one day at a time, and that's really all you can do. Because <laughs> I used to look at things like, oh, like you know, I may be off TV for a year, I may be off television for like three months, or you know, it may take this long for this angle to get started. And I don't think you can necessarily look at it that way, or at least I try not to, you know, I look at it as day by day and that helps too, you know? And the only thing I feel like I can do is just work harder and top what I did 
you know, Tuesday or, you know, try to top what I did, you know, the Tuesday um, before that or after that, you know, that's just my mentality. And I think it's been helpful, um, incredibly helpful. So it, it's really just about playing the long game. And yeah. that may sound silly to say, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, you <laughs> yeah. have to, but again, when you get that opportunity, you have to be ready for it. So I was ready, you know, yeah, there may have 100%. been some, some, some stop and, and starts and, and whatnot. But at the same time, I don't think you can sit back and go, okay, well, this is it. You know, I think you have to be ready. So when it was time for down the line to get rolling, I was ready. And then when 2.0 got started, I was even more ready. So to me, it's, it's been a buildup to this moment, you know, to last night. And I think that's why it was special for me because I can look back at it and go, oh, this is what this journey was about. And I don't think it's about anyone but me as far as, you know, like a personal thing, you know, I look at myself from March 11th, 2019. And then I look at myself now, you know, on the 16th and it's a completely different person. And yeah. I kind of like that because it's been a, it's been a transformation in a good way. If that, if that answers, uh, no, for sure. That, your question. that answers, it, answers it perfectly. Um, it's one of those situations where like, <laughs> I say it all the time, but like, as long as you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I know you've been, yeah. you've been, you've been grinding for a long time to get this to happen. And I'm like, like, we're all very happy for you. And it's just, it is really cool. It's really cool to see where all you guys are at right now. <laughs> but um, I just want to transition real quick to, uh, you know, it's February black history month and, you know, we celebrate everything black and wrestling and the black and culture. And you're right. I know you, we, we all know you're very much into black culture. You say a lot of things. <laughs> That you know, even on TV, I'm yeah. not even sure if like if Shawn Michaels or Hunter know what you'd be talking about like 70 percent of the time. <laughs> but like, yeah. but we but we get it right. We we know it. We get it. But like, what were some of your inspirations? Like you know, black and black culture and wrestling. It's kind of like who inspires you within this business. I I mean to take it back, I would say you know I I watch a lot of a lot of comedy. And that's what kind of inspires me. I would say number one is Robin Harris. You know, I, I, I think he is one of the greatest comedians of all time. And if you watch Robin <laughs> Harris and then you watch Malcolm Bivens, you can kind of see the similarities, you know? And I would say Martin Lawrence is the same way. Um, Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer. Sure, really, if, sure. you watch, if you watch Def Comedy Jam, you will probably see a little bit of Malcolm Bivens, you know, throughout the show. Uh, on so, Peacock, by the way. Oh yeah, on Peacock. See, yeah, great Peacock. advertising. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but, uh, but that's. I would say that that is the first part of it, and I would say the second part, you know, has been uh, like a Teddy Long. Um, you know, you look at someone like that, like a Booker T. You know, they've done so much in this business, and then even if you want to go current, like you have the Street Profits. You know, sure. so yeah. there are there are a lot of of influences and people that I can look up to. And I think, you know, when I have the time to, you know, pick their brains or talk to them, you know, it's been helpful for me. So it's, it's been great. You know, I, and to go back, I think they know what I'm talking about and that's the funny thing. So, you know, <laughs> same thing with the, um, with the scene a bit last night, you know, everyone got it, you know, everyone appreciated it and it's my own, I would say sense of humor and I've been extremely blessed and lucky that they get my sense of humor and they have yeah. allowed me to, to be myself. All right. That's fantastic. But just like Juan said just a moment ago, like I'm surely you say things that, 
HBK or, uh, you know, Hunter necessarily wouldn't get, but it definitely plays to the back of the room for us. Uh, how does it feel to be working with Sean in uh, 2.0? It's great. It's, it's been fantastic. Any idea that I have, you know, he is super receptive to it. You know, um, I can just knock on his door and have a conversation. And it's really interesting because, you know, I don't think I had that, that relationship with Sean prior. And I think 2.0 has been extremely helpful. And I think it's been great for everyone because we've, it's, it's an open door communication, right? So, and I think that's important. So when I say, Hey, you know, I believe this is something that Malcolm Bimmons would do, you know, we can sit and talk about it. And that's when he goes, Oh yeah, you're right. I could see Malcolm Bimmons doing that. So it's been, it's been a great collaboration. And I think collaboration is the perfect word for it. And, you know, I am very appreciative because I know, you know, certain people, may not get that yet you know i think that's what we all strive for yeah. but you know yeah. i i think now you know as you can see the machine is moving you know things are getting started so you know the the collaborative effort has been great oh um, so you wait i just wanted to ask a, a light follow-up question have you had yeah. to explain any of these references that you make uh to anybody really i'm trying to think maybe not offhand no okay social yes <laughs> as far as, <laughs> as far anything anything i've i've done on on television so far no no i think because because i've been there for you know quite a while i think they kind of understand again you know my sense of humor and where i'm coming from so they don't go oh yeah that's a business thing so right yeah know, i've been allowed to, <laughs> to move forward with it but social that's a completely different beast i don't think i don't think they know what i'm talking about <laughs> and i don't even know what i'm talking about half the time, so. <laughs> all right so you talk about a little bit of the collaboration and everything that goes into it can you kind of talk use that to explain kind of like the impetus of diamond mine like how does this started how how do you get from essentially where you were probably like maybe early last year, maybe a year before that, Bivman Enterprises, and how does it evolve into Diamond Mind and the collaborative effort? I mean, you got logos, you got the entire, you got a color scheme down, like you got everything kind of going. How did that process necessarily evolve? Well, Diamond Mind was never my my creation, and it's funny because a lot of people think that that's that is a hundred percent Shawn Michaels. This was oh, this this idea predates all of us. I think this is something that they've always wanted to do. And then the idea started to like come around. I think it was late 2020. That's when the idea kind of floated around. And then last year was, you know, when it got started. And, you know, there were ideas about different players being in it. And I, I think it was it was going to be built around me being the the um the mouthpiece or the manager of the group. And then mm -hmm. it started from there. And then, you know, they kind of just looked around and tried to see, you know, who they could plug into the group. Uh, but Diamond Mind was Sean's creation. It was his baby. And once I understood exactly what that meant, as far as, you know, what is my role? You know, what is everyone else's role? And the funny thing is, this was early on, and I'll remember this forever. I think it was Hideki had, I think, a little wow. trouble understanding Diamond Mind, and we were talking <laughs> to Hunter. And so, Hideki, this is like maybe the second week he points at me and he goes, what, like, like, what does he do? And Hunter <laughs> looked at me and he goes, money mark. And Hideki goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so, 
And so, you know, that's when things started to click. And it's like, oh, now I know who Malcolm Bivens is supposed to be, you know, as far as, you know, character-wise and personality and everything else. So, you know, that's when the, I, I would say, collaboration began because once we had that structure, that's when, you know, we were able to add in different layers of our character. And that's been the best part for me, you know, creatively and just personally, you know, I, I try to add layers to Malcolm Bivens, you know, he right. is a, you know, I know certain people think that I'm a goof, but I am, I am a human being, but I'm also a goof, you know, so, <laughs> so there are different moods, you know, different ways that I can emote. And I just try to keep that going every show. No, I think the role kind of shows how versatile you kind of are because you're not only playing within the role of like, you're not only, you're managing sometimes it's Roddy, who's just a singles competitor. Then later in the night, you go to Julius and Brutus, which are tag team competitor. And then later in the night, you can go to Ivy Now, who's in the women's division. And it's like, you know, you're you're essentially playing the role of like, I mean, you're essentially, what, what do they call it? Why is it escaping me right now? But you're like, you know, I'm the show night of NXT. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to lose my masters, though. I'm not going to lose the masters. Like, like all of the down my stuff is mine. It's trademark. Yeah, it's copyright. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's absolutely like you got so many tools within, and you're so versatile. And I think that's what kind of shows off. And I think that's why you get so much respect from, I guess, the people online and stuff, especially among Black that. Twitter and stuff like that. Because we understand these references. We understand kind of... um you know, where you come from and where you were at. And I think you you managed, and we talked about this uh, number of interviews, uh, probably with all of our interviews, to be quite frankly. We talked about it with Bianca. We talked about it with Carmel. We talked about it with Big E. And it's that level of authenticity that you kind of have that kind of comes across off screen. How does it feel to kind of, um, you know, you're supposed to be hated in, in certain aspects, but you're unequivocally, unequivocally supported by Black Twitter. How does that support kind of it it feels incredible you know sometimes it feels like i'm not worthy of such you know praise or feedback you know just because i you know to me obviously it's something that i that i i love to do but it's it's a job right i try not to let it sometimes you know what we do can get to people's heads and they start to believe that they are who they portray and i am just like anybody else, you know? So, you know, when I see this love and support, you know, it's kind of shocking, you know, a lot of the times. And I know, you know, that sounds hard to believe coming from me because, you know, I play this egotistical character, but in real life, you know, like I'm very introverted. So, you know, when I see a lot of this stuff, you know, it's pretty shocking, but, you know, I definitely like appreciate it because at the end of, sorry, at the end of the day, I feel like it's my job to provide entertainment because this is what I do. So the fact that I can provide the entertainment and make people happy, it's just, you know, what can I say? You know, extremely happy. That's fantastic. And so Paul Heyman, iconic uh, manager, when it's all said and done, you know, Paul Heyman, Hall of Famer, greatest of all time, go. But have you met him and have you like taken away anything from uh, Paul Heyman? I have not been able to meet him. I, I saw him briefly when Raw and SmackDown, when they were at the Performance Center last year, but mm-hmm. not an actual conversation. And I'm hoping that it happens soon. Uh, but um, it it would be incredible. You know, obviously he is the advocate 
of WWE and, you know, his, his knowledge is just, I don't even think there's a word for it. You know, when you, when you think of managing, you think about Paul Heyman. So, you know, obviously in a, in a dream scenario, you know, I would love to have, you know, like a back and forth. And I think the world may implode. We need, we need that. We need that for sure. Yeah. But, you know, but to summarize, you know, no, not yet, but I, but I hope it happens soon. All right. Fantastic. All right. I got, I got a question. You know, I was, uh, I was watching, I was watching Vengeance Day last night, of course, like everybody else was. And I noticed, um, the Creed Brothers gear, Somebody tweeted. I wish I remember who tweeted it, but they were oh, talking no. about how like it reminds me of um, remember like the ice cream brand Pharrell had back in like the early two thousands. <laughs> uh, it's the same kind of print, and we honestly we just want to know, man, where the where the diamond mine merchandise at? Where the t shirts? We need the wristbands. I want the tracksuit. I need we need all that diamond I, I, tester, old time diamond, diamond tester. <laughs> if you want to hear something crazy? So so the gear that they had on Julius designed that that. That, oh for real! Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That was his creation, and the tracksuits, the blue one, he created that as well. Oh that, wow! That is okay. Yeah, he got the versatile, man. Right? All that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think they are in the process of making tracksuits. Um, I don't know where they are in that in that process, but I will double check because, as always, you know, I get my eighty percent cut. So I will do what I can, you know, to move. <laughs> Of that process along but you know last time i i heard there is new diamond mine merch coming and we also have the hoodies we do have the diamond mine hoodies out Ooh, oh okay very nice fabric Need it. yeah very nice fabric yeah <laughs> let me go to, let me go yeah. tap in real quick hold yeah. on oh, yeah i got <laughs> i got nikita lions 12 of them <laughs> just putting it out there oh my god <laughs> Speaking of that, all right. So, uh, speaking of that, now, like, who is someone that you could? Pretend, I mean, Diamond Mine is pretty. I mean, it, the roster is pretty filled up, and and and, and honestly, you guys are rolling pretty well right oh, now. We're, oh, we're looking. Check out, check out NXT Level Up. We have we have a new prospect, Ooh. Tatum Paxley. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. Tatum Paxley. Ooh, name dropping. All right. Okay. All right. Well, well. That's amazing. First of all, check out NXT Level Up, which will be this Friday on Peacock. Um, if you had to go to the main roster, if you ended up on a Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and you're just at the top of the stage looking, if there's anyone who you would love Cesaro. to have, in, mm, ooh, Cesaro. ten out of ten, we'll do it again. Yes, <laughs> Cesaro. Listen, hands down, hands down. Yeah. He's, a, he's one of the goats, to be honest with you. Like, and and yeah. I think he fits within the model of what you guys are building, and I think he's just can mm-hmm. contribute in such an amazing way. So yeah, I mean, listen, Cesaro. Think, yeah, for sure. But here's the thing: I think I think we would all learn from him. Uh, and and the crazy thing is, and I don't think a lot of people know this: Cesaro actually trained me. He was he was one of my original Ooh. trainers years okay. ago. So. <laughs> You know, he may hate me putting this out there, you know, uh, just because I cannot perform like Cesaro. You know, <laughs> you know, if I if I tried to do a big swing, you know, I'd probably tear my ACL and my MCL. But, you know, he is, you know, he is the guy. And, you know, there it's just like if you sit down and have a conversation with him just about what we do, it would just blow your mind. So, you know, that is one guy that I would love to have in the group. And again, everyone could learn from him. Ivy 
Roddy, Brutus, Julius, it would just be great overall. Okay. Uh, I have a very interesting question now that, sure. you know, you transition from, you know, I assume training to be a wrestler and then just moving on to being like, no, I just want to talk instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what was that transition like? And like, what is your day to day in the PC since you don't necessarily get, you know, physical in the ring? Well, I was doing everything that everyone else was doing. And that's the thing. I think that was oh. kind of lost. So whether it was in ring training, whether it was <laughs> classes, like doing everything that everyone else was doing. Um, so, you know, again, that's, that has been a learning experience as well, you know, because everyone there is just a, a phenomenal athlete. You know, I think yeah. that's really the only way to put it. So, you know, while everyone is doing burpees, you know, I'm trying to catch up. So uh, that was that was kind of my thing for like a while. And I think now, you know, I've kind of been able to to step back and actually help Ivy, you know, to help a Tatum or to help a Julius and Brutus. So that's kind of my role at this point. So, you know, I'm still at the PC, but I'm not, of course, like I'm not active as I once was. Well, you, you, you know, it, it, work looks like it's paying off. You look very svelte. You know what I'm saying? The suits are looking yeah. good. Yeah. You know, you, they, yeah. fit in, they fit nicer, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's what Zaxby's like, right? You know, only fry, you know, only fry it once. You know, they don't you know, they don't keep dipping in the batter. Yeah. But, you know, so that's so a little healthier, a little, a little healthier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. So we know you from posting all sorts of hilarious skits on Twitter. Um, yeah. Has... Is there anything cooking that are like that is in the works that we have not seen yet, or you want to give us, you know, put us privy to? I mean, there's always something cooking. Uh, it, it's just, it's just um, when is the right time to put it out there? You know, I think I think that's probably the best way to put it. But I am actually working on a project right now. I just don't know when it will get to the next level or to the next step, but. I think once it happens, I think everyone will be very happy. So, yeah. Love, love the okay. Diamond Mine related, of course? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Listen, man, we know that when you get to the gates of heaven eventually, God is going to... <laughs> God is going to pull see. up your timeline. I'm almost sure. At the, at the Golden Gates, he's going to pull up your timeline. So what we want to do is we want to get you ready for that. And we're going to pull up okay. your timeline right now we pulled up five random tweets and i want to oh, get kind of your backstory on where we are what are we doing <laughs> what's going on <laughs> in this thing yeah. right here i remember that day actually uh we were doing a a tour of the performance center and i don't know why i had that shirt on but it was <laughs> i think i i don't know what joke i told him but he just started laughing afterwards it was yeah, it was just like a random tour at the performance center. But That's crazy. Uh, it's it's funny to me just just because of like the size difference, you know. Like <laughs> Omas makes me look like a toddler. And so, right. you know, it's it's just it's such a funny photo. But uh, Listen, yeah. If they ever want to reboot twins, I mean it's right. I don't know if you've well, seen this. Well, I thought you were gonna say different strokes, but yes, twins is <laughs> thank you. All right, so we got the next tweet up right here. Edge, Kevin Owens, Biven Enterprises shirt. What's going through your mind during this kind of phase? Kevin Owens wearing your stuff on television, on national television. You know what's crazy? So I had SmackDown on, and I went to walk my dog real quick during a commercial break, 
and mm-hmm. I just got lost in time or whatever. So when I came back and looked at my phone, it it had just blown up. And so, you know, is, is a really good friend of mine and I appreciate it because, you know, any any opportunity that he gets to, you know, help me out or or someone else out, you know, he does. And that's an incredibly rare thing. And one thing that I forgot to mention earlier, New Day, Big E, Kofi, Xavier, they've done the exact same thing. And I probably would not be in this position without mm-hmm. all of them, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the honest to God truth. So when a Kevin Owens, you know, when he does something like that, you know, I I genuinely appreciate it because it's getting my name out there. And I also right. think it's funny that Edge is looking at that shirt like, what is it? <laughs> I have no idea what this is. But I think, <laughs> and to me, you know, that makes the photo. So uh, I was very happy when I saw that. You know, I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, my God. We have the next one up. Listen, this is a video. But you, is there a running gag on how you're going to break Ivan <laughs> There actually is. So so I noticed that she would break every every promo segment. And I told her and I said, Hey, if you keep breaking, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start to make you break. And she was like, No, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. So it happens every time. And she's trying to get better at it, but but it's a struggle. She is holding on for dear life every every segment. And it's just it's the funniest thing because everyone has noticed and everyone has told her. Hey, I think she did the last. Don't break. Don't crack. I think, I think she did the last night as well too. When you guys were doing your little pep speech right before the match started. Really? She, I think she was trying to hold it back even then. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Bless, it doesn't help uh, yeah. so close to the camera, so she can't like. <laughs> she, she can't turn away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in that clip, she was she was shaking. She was shaking because because after we did it. I went back and watched it. And then like when I looked over at her while I was watching it on the monitor, like I could just see it in her face. But you know, but again, that's just a testament to her because you know, she's able to to be in the moment and and enjoy it. And even though, you know, we're laughing at it, you know, I think there's something um I don't know, I think there's something nice about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like she like she is present and she's just enjoying everything that's going on on around her. So, you know, I think that's pretty cool. And you know what else? It, it, it doesn't make her look look any like less intimidating. She's still terrifying. It, it, you know what I mean? It, oh, she's it, terrifying. It, it, <laughs> yeah, she is terrifying. I so like legitimately, I was at uh, at the gym this morning, and so it, you know we were doing um, uh, squats, and I looked over at what she was squatting, and I felt embarrassed. Like I honestly <laughs> just wanted to like pack my stuff and go yeah. home. Like, like it was it was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wasn't even sweating. Like I was looking like Luca Vandross at the Soul Train Awards. Like I was just drenched, and she didn't break a sweat at all. So again, she's a powerhouse. Oh my God, we got the next one up. Listen, when Luda joins Diamond and I get three cameos in the Fast and Furious Ten. How? What's the update on that? What's the? <laughs> I'm still working on it. You know, um, uh, Dwayne has not returned my phone calls. So I have no idea why. Wow. Um, I think he may have me blocked at this point but i'm working on it so you know okay. hopefully yeah, soon hopefully soon oh, Luda. We need one um next one up i will tell the story behind this one day today oh. is the day <laughs> because <laughs> i realized at some point you weren't yeah. rick james and you were brett <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't i don't think 
I don't think I can tell that story. Here's the thing: I don't think what we shot will ever see the light of day. But I don't think that I could tell um, of the story yet because, knowing my luck, I would tell it and then it would be released tomorrow. But um, we shot this thing years ago, and so yeah, the idea is is I am I am related to to Bret Hart. And I'll just leave it at that. So hopefully one day I'll be able to share it with the world. But um, we actually used Shayna's car for the video. And so that's why I am hugging her because as soon as I got in the car, she looked at me and she said, hey, if you mess anything up, they will find you in a body bag. And so I got out of the car and I said, hey, give me a hug. So that's an impromptu photo that the cameraman took. So yeah. Oh my God! And of course, we have the last photo. I guess very apropos, considering everything that we've learned during uh -oh. this interview. Sometimes I want to delete this app, but then I see something <laughs> wrong, like Cesaro wearing a do rag, and I immediately change my mind. Yeah, yeah. I I'm in mine certified. Yeah, yeah. The do rag king. Yes, yes. I had <laughs> forgot that I even tweeted that, but it's true. It's true. Um, that's a great photo, and and when I saw it, I just laughed. I think I just laughed for for like legit twenty minutes because it's just it's so absurd. Just look at his fit though. Yeah, the that's man, what I'm saying. The fit. And when you look at him now, it just it does not compute. Like it's just if you think about it hard enough, your brain just may short circuit. <laughs> well, that's all we got. Thank you, man. Thank you, Malcolm Bivens, and congratulations, all. man. All the success I in mind. I appreciate it. This weekend we're going to Magic City. Uh, yes, I'm gonna try to take some photos. <laughs> Uh, they may not let me, but yeah, yeah, we are going to celebrate this weekend. Listen, you guys deserve it. Um, Dusty, Dusty Rose, Classic Cup Tag Team, Dusty. All right, say it. Just say it. <laughs> Dusty Classic Champions, the 2022 yeah. Dusty Classic. Champions. That, that's my the way guys. I like to put it. Yeah, my guys. Diamond mine, mine forever. We'll be Ever. back up next with more of the War Report. How are you feeling, Quan? Feeling, man. I got a question for you. How was how was your Valentine's Day date with Dua Lipa? How'd it go? Where'd you go? Hold on. The first is it's like, how you feeling? I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dua Lipa uh, concert was great. The date after, I can't talk about that. Um, gotcha. you know, she's into zodiac signs and shit like that. So y'all, y'all didn't match. Y'all was compatible, uh, you know. So I'm the I'm what's, the I'm the same the, zodiac. I'm I am the same zodiac as her last boyfriend, and she was just like, "Oh, I don't know if I could deal with cancer men." So oh, it's oh, all over, cancer, fellas. Man. It's a, it's a, it's all over, fellas. You know, um, yo, I be I be seeing Virgo male slander on the timeline a lot. I don't, yo. I stay seeing when it comes when it comes to this sort of thing. Count me out. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I, I don't do know. Not, either, I, but I see a lot of Virgo men get the get the uh, the the sick face emoji. I don't like that. I don't. I just say what I am, and then I leave it be, because there there is all sorts of negative negative connotations or whatever. Right. No matter what the fuck your shit is, it is just like there's no winning in there's this no whole winning. thing. There's no win. I had a shawty uh, set up on CoStar. 
you know, she did the little co-star thing. And, you know, I got it set up because, you know, motherfuckers keep asking. So I have it, you know, set. Mm-hmm. She saw the thing. She was like, ooh, we kind of, hey, we, hey. we magic, we compatible as shit. Ooh, blah, 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 this and that. Still nothing. So what the fuck is going on in these streets, man? <laughs> what the, like, this shit, is, this shit is bullshit. What it is, what it is. Uh, the concert, really great. I like Dua Lipa and uh, what is it? I like, I like a lot of her songs. So I don't think there was any song that I was just like, I ain't feeling this. Um, it is a larger issue that I've gone to with a lot of people in depth since this concert, but she can't dance. And I feel like that is what's stopping her from being an elite level performer. Or like, if, if, really you're pop, take, if, you're, if you're a pop girl, you gotta know how to dance, bro. You gotta yeah, like, cause that's like what's stopping her from like being a, to me, like a Beyonce or a Britney Spears, or, you know, being a legendary act because nigga, they ain't a lot of them motherfuckers in this day and age. Look, look at uh, look at Doja Cat. She wasn't dancing when she first came out, but she knew if she wanted to reach that next level, time mm-hmm. to start dancing. Hey, whoever her choreographer is, monster needs to get in contact. Like Dua Lipa's team need to get in contact because she was not swagging that night. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, really cool concert. I thought it was great. Um, getting out of the fucking arena was hell on earth. Oh, I hate um, that. That's the worst. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to get. I was trying to get as far as possible. Like I know the area, so I was like, I'm gonna walk towards this direction, and that'll bring me closer to home, and hopefully it will be cheaper. Yeah. Boy, I had to pay sixty dollars to get home. Oh no! Oh, you took the Uber? I. Oh yeah, I did uh, not want to. Oh, I if, you drove over if, there. If I could drive, and if I would have drove forgot, there, you can't I even probably, drive. I would have been stuck there because this the police blocked the uh, so the the arena has parking, but the police blocked that street off, so there was no getting out, uh, which I thought you. was stupid. Um, but it is what it is. It was really good. I haven't been to a concert in a really long time, so that was fun. I seen Dua Lipa yeah. before in Miami, and huh, the production <laughs> is the, to the, the budget fucking, went up. The, the budget, budget went, went the budget went beyond you know the but the budget is up uh literally levitating on like a stage platform and shit like that so i thought that was great um no more concerts i'm gonna go to smackdown on march the march 4th show that's gonna be in miami i'm gonna oh, go no, to you that. know who's coming out here and i'm pissed i didn't even know about it i probably won't be able to get tickets tame impala i've been wanting to see tame impala for oh, years I've been getting so I've been getting so many fucking ads for Tame Impala. Like they're gonna be in Okeechobee, and it's just like yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think they tour in America very often. So I think this yeah. is like I'm I not going to Central. I'm not going to Central Florida. <laughs> that's for oh, that's sure. Deep. That's deep. Um, and then I'm gonna go to Raw, and then uh, gonna go to Mania, and then you know, I'm gonna right, see boy. yeah, and then I'm gonna see Kringbin in May. So spring is very eventful. So that's going to be fun. And I'm balling. So I pay for the VIP for the cream bin thing. So you feel that's gonna me? Be very fun. I said, hey. you know, maybe I do want a better bathroom. <laughs> like, fuck I fucking, it. I'm going to AEW. I got the lim- limited viewing CD. I might not even be able to see some stuff. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yo, low key though, them tickets were selling. That shit, it's a real, it's a real sellout for that show. So right. the crowd should be high. I'm telling you, Connecticut crowds are usually pretty good. For some, for some wrestling events. I'm sorry to hear, brother. You about to be in there with the sweatiest. The sweatiest on a solo <laughs> trip, too. 
Nobody want to go with me. <laughs> oh damn! You ain't got no. You ain't got no boys that's fucking with AEW. Nope. You ain't got no. You ain't got nobody that'd be like, yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, I'll go there. I thought I, I thought my boy. I thought my boy Craig was gonna go, but he was like, I don't know. I don't know if he got vax rules. He ain't vax. There's a whole thing. So it oh, is what Lord. it is, though. It is what it is, though. Ter- ter- terrible, terrible. But uh, terrible. let's get into the news, man. There's been a lot Ooh. that's been going on. Also, I just wanted to say shout out to Kel and you holding it down. I heard the episode. It was really great. It was very fun. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, all right. Let's get into this. We have a lot of news segments, but I feel like a lot of these shits should be. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about a few of these, but there's one big one that we're going to discuss. I'm not deleting it. I'm just rearranging the word. Don't worry about that. Um, I don't even care. Where's my phone at? Yeah, don't even have the docket open. It's okay. <laughs> I, I usually don't. I really don't be having it open. Okay. So, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are done with AEW. I, so I'll say this first. So far, it doesn't seem like Brandy Rhodes is going to be part of the WWE. It doesn't seem like they offered her a contract or anything like that. So I'm not sure if she's done as an in-ring performer or the, uh, the chief branding officer. So far with Brandy Rhodes, I don't know anything. And they're already calling for um, Brody Lee's wife to be the new chief branding officer for yeah, AEW. She's already official now. Yeah, she's official. She's already Maybe official? Yeah, it's, she's official. She's already like a chief rating officer. Oh no, she no, she she's not doing CB. She's doing um something to do with the charity, I think, or, or like social. Okay. It's, it's it's not. She's not going to be the CB. Uh, community though. outreach. Yeah, community outreach. That's oh, okay. Because I was about to say, what the fuck she know about being a goddamn chief rating <laughs> officer? Because Brandy sure as fuck ain't know what to do about it. I don't. Even so know. that's all I have to say about that. Um, it's. We, you know, we just finished watching the episode later tonight and there was no Dan Lambert, no Paige Van Zant, nothing. So it seems like that program is That's more or less over, scrap. Um, Which is, so my question is, if they knew there was a chance that the that they weren't coming back, why would they book that stop, whole segment? Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. Because you're thinking, Quan, you're thinking logically, man. Take a, take a bump of Coke real quick and come back to me and see if, it, you know, it might make a little more sense to you, but, man. But you know what, though? That makes me think this was, like, a really, like, a last, like, down-to-the-wire type of situation yeah. where, like, like if we don't get it by today, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And I guess Tony Khan. <laughs> Motherfucker, you better <laughs> like, find that money. I don't know if you need to take it from a video game. Just have my money, bitch. I don't know. I don't care if you have to take surveys. <laughs> But yeah, um, I see, from what I've read so far, Wade Keller has been really been on this this one. Um, it I don't, seems I don't like, like how I don't like how he's talking about Brandy on his shit. Oh, he be, he been real questionable lately. First, it was with the um, who was it? Biggie. Yeah, the Biggie stuff. You know, he put he's uh he's he's getting a little too hot, too close to the sun. I don't I don't like where where his attitude towards uh, yeah. certain workers are. Seems seems a little interesting. <laughs> certain certain color of workers. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, it seems like above anything else, the two main issues with Cody and whatever was going on with AEW was that he wanted more money, like the top acts are getting now, like the punks in the um mm-hmm. fair, uh, which is I think is a fair ask. And then 
you know, it was just creative differences. We we had the report of the EVP situation from what, like six months ago, almost a year ago, mm-hmm. maybe. So we know they definitely lost some of their power and creative control. And it seems like at this point, to compound with other stuff we're hearing from, you know, other wrestlers like Big Swole and Hikaru Shida, who's saying, or uh, Miro, how there's no real structure creative. in the company. There's no real stru- structure, no creative. You don't, if, you, if you're not making something up on your own, you're shit out of luck. And I think, I don't know, whatever happened with that and just, I this whole Cody situation to me uh, feels like, it's, I feel like the, it all kind of comes down to the structure of the company. And there's something mm-hmm. missing there. There's no, there's no lack, there's no cohesion within the upper. It's, like, it, it's the Tony it, Khan show, and that's pretty much it. It's kind of, it, I mean, it was a company made amongst friends. And I don't think it's like they don't really have like a business sense. Like, yeah, they don't. Like, you know, the Bucks, everybody can say like they're business minded because they sold a lot of t shirts. And it was just like, Motherfucker, all they had to do was just dick ride the shit out of uh, pro wrestling tees, and then you know they get it for the low. Like I don't, I don't really think uh, that really had to really do anything. It's not like they, it's not like it's self-made. Like they just collaborated with some other dudes and they they print it. Motherfucker, I could do that. <laughs> um, with Kenny Omega, like I, I, I don't even know. He just seems obsessed with just doing like making the video game. And I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then there was like some other thing that came out. I don't know if it came out from Wade Keller, but like, it was just like, Cody had a very different vision of AEW, but, you know, conflicting with the other EVPs, his vision never truly got, you know, made because they had, you know, sort of different priorities. Like Cody wanted to make, you know, build up the brand and, uh, have new talent and then the Bucks wanted, wanted to, to put the young folks. guys over. Yeah, he wanted to put the young guys over that they had. If you look that's, at his last that's just a report. Big, that's just a report. If you, it, mm-hmm. I mean it shows if you look at the last couple like matches and feuds he's had, it was with Sammy, it was with um, I guess Malachi to a degree. Mm-hmm. But he would definitely try to get some guys over to put them in that main event spot. And I guess, you know, we we've joked about it a bajillion times on the show. There's the Cody verse, there's the mm-hmm. elite verse. There's the, the elite verse, and then there's like wh- whoever uh Tony Khan's favorites are, which seem to be now is like Britt Baker, Adam Cole, um, yeah. you know, those guys. And you can see the lack of cohesion. So I think I feel like all three of them, all three sets of those like parties have all had different visions. Yeah. And it shows on and, the show. And I feel like, you know, uh those visions are definitely clashing, especially like just what we've heard about the women's division for like these past like couple of years, like we don't we don't we don't know who's in charge. <laughs> they don't know like, who's in charge. They they don't know who's in charge. And then whenever whenever there's criticisms of the women's division, you know nobody wants to take responsibility for it. But whenever there's like something that really positive happened, you know, oh I produced that. I'm the one that did that. I'm the one that did that. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't let Kenny take credit for that. I did that one. And then when something bad happens, it's like, shit, I don't know what happened there. You know what I mean? The skinny joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Cody is going to, you know, he's gone. And, you know, we heard about it that day. And then by the end of the day, you know, a deal was struck. And everybody, and honestly, 
I still don't care about Cody, folks. I still I don't. <laughs> so everybody being like, oh, he's going to go over there. And then who is he, you know, going to be, put, you know, put over? Oh, my God. He's not going to be comp- like, you know, he's not going to be in the main event. He's not going to be an upper mid Carter. Uh, he's going to go there and waste his time. Motherfucker, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit what Cody does or what position in the card he's on. I really don't because I still don't want to see Cody matches. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Did you did you expect? Did you see this coming? <laughs> did you did you like out of all the people to jump ship first? Were you expecting Cody? All, all for all the people to jump ship first? Absolutely not, Cody. Because I thought that Cody was gonna go do his politician thing, like he said he was gonna do a few years ago. So I always felt like he was gonna leave AEW, but I didn't think he was gonna leave AEW to go back to so, the E. Yeah, that's that's what my thing was. I thought. If he was, it wasn't going to be this this fast. I mean, if, oh, you're, yeah. if, you're, the, if you're the EV EVP of a company, and all of a sudden you're up and leave, amen. You know what I mean, is it like people are just like, oh man, Cody gave up EVP, Chief Branding Officer, Creative Freedom, a lighter schedule, flexibility, da da da, all that to work with the WWE. What the fuck? And it's just like, yes. And does that not raise your eyebrow to look at AEW really funny that like this person is willing to give up literally all that, like everything just to go back to the E where he's not going to be like, you know, he's not going to be a main eventer or upper mid Carter. He's just going to go back to the slide that he was before. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a main event. I think they'll put him in that spot. I I think think a main event. I don't think he gained enough cachet to the point where he's the main event guy. Personally, I do think that he will be a, upper mid card guy like he'll be up there with sammy and them okay that's how i feel and then if not that you know i was talking to justin stuff like that and it was just like he's gonna possibly go over there uh and work with a lot of the people in 2.0 since he wants to put people over there's the brand for you right there because there's a lot of people that needs there's a lot of people over there that needs to fall in love with wrestling i feel like cody rose might be too big for 2.0 well, he doesn't, he doesn't have to be on 2.0, but he could definitely help out with 2.0. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can see that. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Um, but, but if yeah, he is trying a... to do the politician... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go, go. Uh, I suppose if he is trying to do the politician thing, I'm sorry. Like, I know y'all want to talk about ratings or whatever, but there's way more eyes on WWE than there are of, on AEW. Like, let's keep it a stack. If this is oh, yeah, a move true. to get closer towards, you know, the politician goal, which it seems like is a goal for him, I would much rather be on the show as watched by what all together per week, probably four, four million people, five million people mm-hmm. compared to a show that's probably what, maybe, maybe 1.5 million people a week. It just, the numbers just make sense to me. I would rather be on the show where more eyes are going to see me. Yeah. That, that could also be the move as well. And then I don't know, like if somebody is willing to give all that up and go back to the company where he was poorly treated, well, goddamn. and you know i listened to the a show and it was just like you know cody says he wants to get the money that punk and brian are getting yes mother he deserves it i say i i don't even like dude i say he deserves it. i'm never gonna say like you know he put put that you put it on his back for the first year and then aew doesn't have the money and i'm just like what the fuck did you spend it on fucking dan Housen, brody king fucking not doing jack shit with miro Y'all, y'all motherfuckers signed Layla Hirsch? Wrong Layla Hirsch. 
don't like Layla Hurd. That's why. You know, uh, you sign you sign Antonio Nice. You, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna try to keep Lee thing, but you sign a lot of these motherfuckers, and it was just like, oh, suddenly you ain't got the pockets for Cody. You ain't got enough pockets for the EVP. But you signing all these fucking, you know, just anybody off the fucking street. We just heard rumors earlier. Well, I don't know if the rumors seem like they pretty much confirmed that uh, Buddy Murphy is signing on with AEW, which we, that that wouldn't <laughs> make sense. To, no, I don't make sense to me. Listen, right? Because. The joke about Buddy Murphy is that he's Kenny Omega light. You got regular Kenny Omega already at, your, at home. Why, why would you go get Kenny Omega light? It's the same. Because Kenny, Kenny Omega light body isn't fucking destroyed. That's why. That's it. <laughs> I don't know, bro. No, but like you, you, t- you just lost your EVP. Then you're just like, ah, oh, nah, we gonna we gonna come back. We gonna sign fucking uh, Buddy Mathers or whatever Matthews, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, what? Are you serious? And then, if they can't pay Cody, what the fuck was they paying? What the fuck are they paying Keith Lee right now? Keith Lee probably getting a bag. Good for him. But, like, but like what are they paying him? Like, that shit must uh, be crazy. Probably. Fucking, I don't even... Dan Housen might be getting a, a, a way bigger bag than he should be getting. Brody King, too, and I'm only saying them because they're the most recent signings. Yeah, I would say Cole probably got a big bag. Brian probably got a big bag. Punk obviously got a big bag. Like, those were the... Yeah, I think all the new signings probably got way bigger yeah. bags than whatever the... And then re-ups are coming. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where they go. I'm, I'm a, This might not be the only person within these couple oh, months. Yeah. Might be some more hey, people. Man. Free Hangman. Free Warlow. Free hey, Jamie. Warlow's free... Free Jay Cargill, free Lee Moriarty, even though he has a really good match tonight. And I think they could do, you know, I feel like if they wanted to put him on, they absolutely can. And then that would be fantastic for him. But free Lee Moriarty. Uh, 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 who else do I feel like needs to go? Uh, party. Well, that's about it. That's about, that's about who? Free private, free private party. I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Free Mal- bring Malachi Black back, please. Free, free the boy. Uh, Pop wasted his time. Free the boy. Hey, man. If I'm an AEW wrestler right now, I'm hoping I get the tryout, especially if I'm one of Cody's boys. Kind of concerned for some of Cody's boys. I don't know where Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson go from here. I don't even know where Arn Anderson goes from here. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker nowhere fuck the nightmare factory <laughs> but like people like red velvet nyla another one another Jade. One. um who who else was like posting pics uh you know saying thank you to cody the eddie Kingston was just like oh what the fuck why didn't you just text him personally you're like you fucking weird nigga um who, who, who else is uh you know red velvet nyla rose jade uh who are the some of the men that are like with uh or like one of Cody's boys. I can't even think of them right now. Lee Johnson, Fuego Del Sol, Sammy. <laughs> Nigga, Sammy's Fuego. good. <laughs> Sammy's probably uh, good in a good spot. Yeah. So if if you uh, if you're not one of them elite boys, or you never really saw eye to eye with them elite folks coming in, hey Amen. Pray, pray. I'm especially praying for Nyla Rose because uh, you remember when she faced uh, Riho. And then Kenny Omega had to come out and be like, hey, hey, hey chill out now. 
That shit is very yeah. telling. You don't remember that? When they had no, the first one. Uh, so Riho gets the win, and then Nyla Rose gets pissed, and then Kenny Omega comes out trying to calm her down. You don't remember that? Watch it back. I don't remember that. I, I, I watch, it back, watch it back. Watch it back. But uh, any more thoughts on this? Uh, I ain't got no more to say. Hey, man, I've, I've been critical of Cody Rhodes for probably like 10 years now, but shout out to him, man. He said what he's going to do. He said, I'm going I'm to leave WWE. Get my cachet up, get my get my cloud up, and I'm gonna come back and get a bag. And it all worked out in the end. He's back, he's back in the WWE. Good for him. Um, maybe he'll wrestle Seth at WrestleMania. We'll probably see him on Raw on Monday or SmackDown. I feel, I, I, I really Monday. feel like uh, him getting a Mania match is definitely part of that contract negotiation. For sure, it's probably going to be a big match. It, I, it might be Seth, man. I don't see what else Seth could do. Yeah, I mean, Let's they just throw him in the Roman match, but I don't think they're going to do that. So, so. Uh, I fucking wish. But um, what is it? They said that, um, what is it? It was supposed to be Shane and uh, Rollins, yeah. but <laughs> Shane got his ass dug. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, but yeah, that's it on that. Um, I guess we could talk about the Miro on the Angle podcast really quick. Um, so. AEW gives folks their creative freedom. That is part of their little contract thingy. And uh, Miro kind of just had this to say about the differences between WWE and AEW. The biggest difference, first, the creative. There is no writers in AEW. We just have Tony Khan uh, that writes things. But on a day-to-day basis, you pretty much are in charge of your own writing. This man is nowhere to be seen. (laughs) So he's how is this? Cre- no, he's not. I wish. Oh, he, I know he said he's been cleared for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, he said I'm just I'm I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting for creative. But it's just like if you write your own creative day to day, and then you still have to answer to Tony Khan, then like what's the point of having your quote unquote creative freedom or like this creative freedom that apparently every AEW uh, wrestler has got since Miro down? Um, I don't. Know. I mean. I understand it. My my concern, not even with Miro, is just like everybody. <laughs> you shit. can't. If what Big Spoil was talking about, this is what I was talking about earlier about kind of just the culture and structure over there. That's cool for some wrestlers, but for other wrestlers, they kind of need, you know, they need that support. Shit. They need some. Some people can't get their stories out the way they want to. That's what you have, you know, writers for. In the yeah. sense, like. If so, hey, if pretty hey. much if, if you can't come up with your own shit, you're shit out of luck. No matter how good you are, how good like how good you can tell a story in the ring, if you can't come up with your own wacky storyline, then oh well, yeah. I guess. And Unless then, you're one you of your favorites, I'm sure he has stuff planned out. But that's but that's probably why we see so much punk and Brian outside of them being big stars because they know how to tell their creative minds, they know how to tell stories. But some of these young these young guys who haven't been in the business long enough, what are they supposed to do? You and know what I mean? When- when these motherfuckers uh, started and they were just like, yeah, we don't have a creative team. We just got a group chat. And I said, yeah, these niggas cooked, bruh. Um, I, I wish uh, the Hikaru Shida like little thread didn't like get lost in the shuffle of all the news. But she was for real telling She was for real telling it how it was, bruh. Uh, she was just like, yeah. Um, what is it? 
a lot of us Japanese talent are just kind of like shit out of luck because, you know, not a lot of us speak English or anything like that. So it was really hard to tell our story coming out to Tony Khan. Uh, motherfucker, I'd be, chill, be chilling and catering. I went, When she said that, I was just like, yeah, she fed up, bro. But uh, had to had to dial it back and be like, nah, I fuck with you here, bro. <laughs> got the uh, got the Tony. This is Tony Khan text. Uh, this is TK. Yeah, and hey, man, what is the creative freedom if you still have to go through somebody? Like, what is I mean, like? Is I mean, it, he still got he still had to say okay. You know, what I mean, he get I know, but whatever. I know, but like people feel like people act like, you know, creative freedom is, oh, you can just go out there and do your thing. But that's not the case. And we're seeing it here because a lot of people are fighting for TV and shit. A lot of people, because there's just too many people on the fucking roster. Um, a lot of people on the roster. So like, how do you truly dictate like what you put on? And honestly, uh, we see some people have like their little creative freedom on the show and it's some of its worst shit on the television. We, we see the Bucks do their little uh, thing with Brandon Cutler every goddamn week, and it's terrible. Anytime I see the young, the young Bucks oh. or, like, uh, Kenny, or not Kenny, but, like, young, Cole. well, Kenny at the time, Cole, all those guys, every, I just roll my eyes, like, are they going to do something corny? I already know it. It, it, it. Usually it is. It's always something corny. Uh, the A-A-H-F-O, like, that doesn't even sound like a good stable. Yeah. Like, it's just a bunch of fucking letters. And they're doing just some of the stupid, like, shit that just truly makes no sense. Um, we got Pac being fake blind. We got uh, Malachi Black waiting on a new member. For fucking what, bro? Go chase a tag title, bro. What the fuck are you waiting for a new member for? What's a TNT title? Um, what is it? What's, what's that? What? Hey, if he wants a TNT fucking title, then you go fucking get it. He wouldn't fucking have his boy with him. He would just got it already, or at least aim for it. Motherfucker was spitting on goddamn uh, uh what is it? Varsity blondes in them instead of ch- trying to chase the bag. Um, but yeah, everything else is just like whatever. The Britt Baker shit is terrible. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, I don't really know what to do with the rest of these uh these folks in AEW. Um, do you really want to talk about this part? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly speaking on his NXT exit. I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> I put that in. The, I put that in there before all the other news came out, and then that yeah. Uh, everything. What is it? Because this is like him on the Renee Young podcast or whatever, and then he does the oh man, you know. They don't love. They don't love it in two so I had to leave. You know, it, it it ain't like the broad way it used to be. Not with sports. Um, so yeah, we're done with that. And then we already spoke on uh Buddy Matthew uh Buddy Matthews possibly being a uh, a prospect and motherfucker, I don't <laughs> I don't care, bro. There's too many people on the AEW roster for like me to care about new signings. Mm-hmm. Um but all right. Um we're going to switch it up and we're going to get into NXT 2.0. Trey just punched himself to fire himself up. Boom! Falling right into the cover. Trees have won the Dusty Cup.
All right. You ready to level up, boy? We'll watch it on Friday. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm tap into. I mean, I did the same for Rampage, so we'll see. Uh... Well, Rampage, Rampage is at 7 today. I mean, 7 on Friday. No, I mean I watch like I watched Rampage when it was like his new thing. So I'll see how, oh, how long how long I could keep up with a uh, level up. <laughs> I, I, I will say I've been tapping in the um two oh five live the last couple of weeks just to see what's going on. It's, mm-hmm. it's like twenty minutes, so like it, you can zoom through it. But I heard this show gonna be a full hour, so we're gonna see oh, how many episodes I actually watch. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm sure it's a lot uh, of video packages and stuff. It's, it's probably gonna be like velocity, it'll probably be like three matches. Yeah, that's fine. Show. Um, we we were told by a special someone that there is a uh, a diamond prospect on uh, on um on level up, so that's great. Um, the criticism that level up got, I was just like, oh my lord, you motherfuckers are like out of this world. Oh, they're great. Oh, go ahead. You, you probably heard the same no. shit I heard. <laughs> well, I, for the first one, yeah, I heard like they're, they're racing Triple H Legacy again with 205 Live, even though people have been asking for them to change the name of the show for a year now. But yeah, it is what it and, is. Then, <laughs> and it, they kept showing people who aren't 205, and then they were complaining, why is it still called 205? I know. Like, <laughs> you can't make motherfuckers happy, bro. <laughs> but that, and then the people were like, oh, so this is uh, NXT version of AW uh, Dark. I'm like, no, man, this isn't the first time they've done developmental show in wrestling. Like, this is. This is no different from Velocity or like Jacked or Metal from like the nineties. Like not mm-hmm. everything is AEW's influence. Like this ain't the first time this has happened before. It's just silly stuff like that. But you know how that goes with NXT. But yeah, level up. I'll, I'll tap in this Friday. We'll see what's going on. Uh, yeah, should be good. All right, Vengeance Day. Um, sure. I got my friend to watch. Uh, the friend that I was watching the Royal Rumble with. I got him to watch Vengeance Day and. He's tapped in, so I think that's amazing. <laughs> he's he's tapped in like a moment. But uh, let's start. Um, we got Pete Dunn and Tony D'Angelo in the weaponized steel cage. How'd you feel about this match? I liked it. I I liked this match um, a lot. Didn't take uh, not. I can't even speak. <laughs> What's his name? Tony D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do a lot of wrestling moves. A lot of brawling. A lot of weapon shots. So it was fine. Um, Pete Dunn was definitely on his more sadistic side this match. It reminded me, some spots reminded me of um, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy when Randy Orton was doing with the stuff with the screwdriver. Uh, Pete Dunn had the wrench and he was like wrenching it, like a literal wrench and then like wrenching Tony mm-hmm. D'Angelo's fingers back. Um, yo, what's up with uh, NXT's tables, bro? I know we discussed this before, but it's just like when people <laughs> land on them, it is disintegrating in the air. Hey, yo, I'm like, yo, what the hell? If you want to know what we are talking about, go back to War Games. Watch Grayson Waller do his infamous elbow drop that like shook the world. This motherfucker was feeling himself like shit. But watch how that table shoots out. Float. <laughs> and like, hey man, I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be conspiracy theory, man. Uh-oh. But I think I saw some powder coming up with that shit. Like oh. that table just. <laughs> first okay <laughs> but um yeah same deal here that hey man it was dis- a- like literally disintegrated AEW could barely get tables to break or anything to break but everything falls apart in goddamn 2.0 <laughs> um 
But yeah, weaponized steel cage. I thought it was really good. Um, the only thing that I didn't enjoy about this match was like kind of like the finish because I felt like the bitter end should have been it. But instead, we get bitter end kick out. Tony Jandel does his finisher, and then uh, Pete Dunn kicks out, and then Pete Dunn does like the thing to the back of the neck, and then does his finisher again. And I was just like, that wasn't needed. It really wasn't. I don't think it was, but I, I'm assuming that was the feud ender. I, I pray that was the feud ender. Yeah. So they want to end it with a bang, a definitive win. I and guess. like, I know that Pete Dunn did it like on the, t- or like on the table, but I don't feel like that was truly intentional because commentary barely sold it as if it was yeah. done on the table. So I didn't, I didn't need it. I didn't really need that part, but the match was fine. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I don't know where to Tony Tansel goes here, but good fucking luck, brother. Cause ooh wee, hey man, <laughs> people's looking at us crazy when we say he was the worst looking one in the war games, bro. Going into it and coming out, this man is not yeah. looking great right now. Um, yeah, that was all good and fun. Uh, next up, we got Grayson Waller aligning himself with the feds. What? Police came out the police car, sm- a big old smile on his face. Real nasty work. My oh boy running with the feds, boy. <laughs> I say, yeah, this ain't my nigga, man. And then the over uh, here, officer. <laughs> and they're gonna go over there to arrest LA Knight. And I thought that was bit, I thought it was hilarious, honestly. This is so just, dumb. Like, it took them it took them a week to arrest them. <laughs> yeah, right. It, I, it, I, I, it's like it's like they booked the NXT world where like once the show's over, like the world stops. Oh first, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> first, first, first shorty didn't didn't cancel the card until the day of of the show. Like yo, you had all week mm-hmm. to cancel that credit card, and then this week, <laughs> like we're gonna wait till next week to arrest you, even though you broke you know the uh, the restraining order two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> what, what they what they should have done it should have been like when JBL got uh, Cena arrested. <laughs> that should have been fire, bro. Um, but nah, so um. The police are there. They're ready to get LA Knight. And then they're reading off the uh, the contract or like the restraining order. And like you said, you would think he would have read this shit a couple weeks ago, but he finally decides to read it tonight. It is just like, oh, you can't touch me. But like we, it really says that we couldn't touch each other. And LA Knight was just throwing papers. I don't even think there was print on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like six um, pages of paper for no reason. Like you don't need six papers yeah. to say all that. Yeah, and I feel like restraining <laughs> orders are either a lot longer than six pages or a lot less than six pages. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as soon as, you know, they did that, uh, LA Knight in his bag, uh, kind of underselling that, but that motherfucker's in his bag as always. Oh, he's so over right now. It's crazy. Dog, he, I know a lot of people were like groaning and throwing up when he was getting Stone Cold comparisons, but Yo, let me getting, tell you. Uh, at hey, least in that building? In that building, he's stone cold. You know how MJF said he's Piper in Portland? That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> LA Knight is that is Piper in the, in the CWC. <laughs> I, I I know motherfuckers was groaning and being like, oh, y'all niggas overdoing it. But if you would have hit the turnbuckle and threw two middle fingers up, my vision would have been a lot different. <laughs> I would have been seeing some bald nigga, bro. <laughs> um, so I thought that segment was really nice. LA Knight in his bag. And then, you know. They're going to get the match, Grayson Waller and uh, LA Knight. I know we've been calling for the curtain call of a lot of the NXT superstars, but LA Knight and Roger Strong definitely have to be like some of the folks that like leave. I like that Ch- Ciampa 
in this show. I know we're going to talk about it later, but I like that Chopper on this show is kind of like that bridge between NXT and the main shows. Mm-hmm. Just like how Grayson Waller was, but uh, I, I liked it a lot here. Um, Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes, man. You was right. How, how you feel about this one? You saw you saw that video of them of all them kids in the school watching that match. That was me. Oh yeah, that was jumping, so jump, hard. Jumping out my chair, I was like, "Let's go!" Um, yeah, this match was great. I love this match. What I, so about that video, I really did have the same reaction that those kids had because the setup for his finisher makes a lot more sense because instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to get a mad wobbly and I'm just never going to put my head up, you know, he does like the snap. When he did the snap on the ropes and then set up for it, I was just like, oh, that's genius. Yeah, it it makes it look more real, a lot more realistic. Yeah, like there's already a silly, yeah, it's already a silly kind of move. So at least somewhat realistic. Yeah, yeah I, I like I, I like how you set it up, but I wish he had a different finisher. Uh yeah, a couple of these couple of the NXT 2.0 rookies, they need some new finishers. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I hate when because uh I, I don't want to bring I don't want to just be an episode where we shit on AEW all night, but like when Adam called it the Panama Sunrise, the guy's been over for like 30 seconds. Like, bro, come on, man. Like yeah, uh I think there was something like it on 2.0, like um with Escobar? Like there was some, there was something that was happening on the ropes. Uh, actually, it, it was in this match. It was kind of done a lot better than what we see normally. But like when Grimes kind of got like caught on the ropes, and then you know he was like holding on for a little bit. Yeah, and I remember. Then, I know uh, what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. Rather than him just being like, "Yeah, come and get me, bruh." Yeah. Uh, yo, yo, the most egregious one I ever saw, real quick, was um Bandito. It's a Ring of Honor show. This oh, man did like a cartwheel, like half a quarter, a quarter way through the ring, did a front flip, and then did the move. The dude's just hanging off the second rope, waiting. I swear to God, the, the move took a whole minute, and the dude just sitting yeah, there like this. That, like, that's what are we uh, doing? That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of Bandito's uh, offense, oh, and that's yeah, why yeah. Uh, I struggle. <laughs> yeah that was not bad. really jive but um no nah, this match was really good i think cameron grimes yeah, uh did a really great job of getting over uh carmelo hayes carmelo hayes did a really good job of holding his own in this match i'm very curious where they go where uh grimes goes after this honestly i know we're gonna say the c phrase i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it all right we're not gonna no, say I, it. I don't think i don't think he is not yet at least okay um Really great stuff, honestly, from both these two. Um, I don't really have much to say besides that. I thought the match was like really good. Go watch it, match of the night for sure. What you felt like this one was the match of the night? Yeah. What else was there? The better than this? <laughs> oh, Three. maybe. Yeah, I'm about to say you know, you're right. You're right. The, 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 the Dusty Cup Finals, baby. No, like, I like I like I like this better than the finals. I do like this better than the for finals. Real? Oh, man. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, the 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 Creed the Creed brothers and MSK is my match of the night and let's get into it the the cut of dusty uh dusty Rhodes doing his little speech this was like the tears of joy opening um yeah. talking about tag team wrestling and then the dj started cutting up i was just like hey okay um and then he, and then he flipped the american dream song into the fucking msk yeah that's just started, oh. it started it started it started, it started <laughs> sound like some Memphis shit i was like okay, hey hold on you gonna get Project Pepper up on this, bro? <laughs> I thought uh, I thought it was really hard, and then uh, we get the Diamond Mine. You should never give up. 
Ah, you should, motherfucker. And then uh, we we really in this. Um, I thought this match was everything that I thought it would be. <laughs> just diamond mind, just doing some insanely athletic stuff, and just being extremely violent. And then MSK no, brought the violence too. Yeah, that no the um the push shooting star move to the outside. Mm-hmm. That was a wild ass spot. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't think they, I don't, I've never seen them do that before. They might have done that in Impact before, but uh, I never. I seen never. That. I never seen it when they did it from like the outside going. Uh, outwards, yeah, I never seen it. Yeah, I thought I thought that was hard, and I thought the setup was really cool because they make it seem very improvised with him just yeah, he was shouting. Like, push me. He's like, push me, push me, push me, like loud as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, oh so you know, I thought but, that was cool. Um, I I do have something to say. Julius Creed. Julius Creed. He might be one of them guys. Julius Creed. I like, this kid. I like this kid a lot. Brutus is cool, but Julius, he might be, he might be a dude, that one of them dudes. Personally, I don't have a preference. I think both these motherfuckers are insane. I think they're really, really good. Um, they're genuinely my favorite wrestlers right now. I love these guys. I really do. Like, I want these guys. One to of be my favorite so Easily. Um, th- I have like I'm ready for them to be tag champs and really just go after everybody and i really need uh nxt i know it might be hard and you know at this current time but i'm gonna need pretty deadly to come over i need to see the match pretty pretty Ooh. deadly with the creeds bro Ooh. the the the, the violent after the, the the you know the violent uh college athletes versus the the brolic sexy niggas <laughs> hard body <laughs> i need it <laughs> Um, and then the Bivens promos between the, uh, the bubble and we were going to be, uh, hilarious. Um, I mean, yeah, man, I really like this a lot. I think MSK brought a lot of the violence in the early part of this match. Um, the kicks, the spring, uh, you know, the kicks, the offense, uh, the tandem offense that MSK had, they were there. I, I forget who started the match, but they were rocking shit out of that boy, bro. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was Julius. Okay, they was rocking yeah, shit out. He get his ass whooped for a little while, and then that, uh, came in for the mm-hmm. so uh, really good stuff. It might be reversed, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> my report remains the same. I thought this match was really good, and then uh, you know when the when the sit when the singlet straps come down, bro. You know, you know the match is up, bro. Um, hit him with the crazy, uh, you know, sliding lariat. I think that's a fine, fantastic. I love finisher. that. I love that move. It fits, it fits them so perfect, especially if Brutus is the one doing it because he's like I, a big dude. I love the clothesline finisher. Clothesline from yeah. hell. What is it? Piping bomber. Uh, what? What fucking ever is oh, just a oh, killer clothesline? The ra- rainmaker. Oh yeah, rainmaker, the rainmaker is great. Fire. I do love a good close, a good lariat. Really good stuff. Um, so the Creed brothers, man, they are our uh Dusty Cup winners. I think it sucks that uh MSK didn't get like that two-time accolade, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt them at all. And you know, it gri- I think it Grizzle Young veteran it, it yeah. veterans don't win it next year. I swear to God. They better <laughs> win it. I swear they better win it next year. Enough is enough. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, they win it. It is all up from here. I cannot wait for, uh, Imperium versus the Creeds. I didn't put it down here, but, um, 
after they win that. I wish they would have just had the face off, honestly, but we get uh, Imperium in a segment after and they're just like, oh, well, you won, but you want an ass whooping. You feel me? <laughs> See you soon, bitch. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Oost, Oost number three, my boy, uh, our guy, hey. Sola Sokoa, came out hey, and said, what's up? After that match, I said, "Hey, it's up." He got, he got my he got he got he got our respect after the uh, the Boa match, but yeah, he hey, comes Bo- out confronts Gunther and he's like, "Look, hey, Boa did too, but we need to see what's next with Boa because <laughs> somebody he, oh, got the better le- end of the stick here." He on level he on level up. We gonna see him on level up. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Whoa. That boy is leveling <laughs> up. Okay, but uh, we gonna get the uh, the lost Oose. Versus Gunter. Do you and think this leads? Do you think this leads to a six man with um Solo and the Usos against Imperium? Are are the Usos still tag team champions currently? Yes. Do they look like they're gonna lose their next title defense? Maybe they might. Who are they facing? Uh, play. They're facing Viking Raiders on Saturday. They could lose that. I'm going to say 25% on... Uh, why why on can't they go down there as the tag champions? Because he because he'd have lost Oos. So? Hey, man, his story falls apart as soon as the Uso shows up. <laughs> but everybody like, knows. Because, but, but no, because he... <laughs> everybody knows, but this motherfucker was just like, my family forgotten me. They abandoned me. I had to get it on my own. And then his family shows up. <laughs> And if he don't hit the where the fuck y'all been, I think it'd be weird. They they already they already hit that he the uh I feel like they kind of dug their heels on him being kind of like a lone wolf. So I think it'd be weird if the Uso showed up. That's just but me. It's, but it's if, it's so blatantly obvious that he he sounds like them, he looks hey, like them. <laughs> I'm just going what the TV is telling me. I'm not opposed to it happening. But this this motherfucker being like, my family forgot me. This shit, (laughs) I had to get it out of the mud. And then the Usos just show up. (laughs) Your daddy ain't a hall of like your daddy ain't a hall of famer. We know who your daddy is. I'm saying, but I do think that it would be cool for because you know NXT has been getting a lot of us, you know, just singles competitors coming through. So I think it'd be a a cool, uh, you know kind of mixed to get oh wait they also had riddle in that tag match but i think it would be cool to get like somebody who's in the, uh another person who's in the tag division to like come through a full-on tag team yeah that'd be cool mm-hmm. um and maybe we could get some somebody that's on the women's to come next i don't know who uh because i think both of the women's rosters are just like bianca was just there don't send her back Rhea was just there yeah. don't send her back do not send uh what is it don't you don't send do drop she just, I, I, I know she skipped NXT, but don't send Dewdrop. Uh, Carmella. Carmella uh, how, how long she was down there? Who live? Oh, I meant uh, Dewdrop. No, do, motherfucker, do not send Liv down there. Then live. Nigga, don't send Liv down there. There's literally, honestly, there's really nobody that I, in the women's division, that I would currently want to go down there because a lot of them just got out of there. Oscar, I wouldn't mind seeing Oscar go down there. Oscar would be cool, but shit, we gotta. <laughs> I gotta see Oscar first. I'm not gonna say she's gonna be in 2.0 without like seeing her in a really long time. Um, or Alexa. Alexa would be cool. I like Alexa. Um, she's been down there. I don't think she's. 
But no, no, all them. You can't send Shane on. She uh, said, <laughs> "I know it's keep been a minute, away. but she was just keep there." Keep her away. <laughs> nah, nah. Keep her away. I say, yeah, Alexa um, could go down there. Yeah, Alexa would be cool. I would say that. I can't think of anybody else. Motherfucker, if I see Natalia or Tamina, bruh, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> you gotta see me, bruh. <laughs> maybe, maybe Nikki Ash. It's been a while since you've been on NXT as well. I think Nikki Ash, I personally, I'm not in love with this character, so I'm good on it, but we never seen her in this, like, you know, kind of like iteration. So I think it'd be whatever she like went through. Um, I, I'd like, I think it'd be fine if she went through. Um, who else? I guess you could send Carmella and Zelina. Carmella hasn't been down there in a long time, so she could definitely yeah, be down there. I yeah, I wouldn't be mad if she went. Uh if Bailey wants to go down and she's not doing any anything fantastical when but she even comes she back, was just there though. Wasn't she just there? You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. There's not a lot of the women because a lot of the women <laughs> just got out of there. <laughs> I don't oh, want yeah. y'all to go back. But uh moving on, we got Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. Um, this one's enough for me. Yeah, this one was it was definitely a, a, a in the middle. I gave it I gave it a strong three three out of five. Um, it was kind of weirdly paced, and I really didn't. You know what it was? I didn't care because I know there was no way Santos Escobar was gonna win because he hadn't looked like a threat in the last two months. So I knew what this match was, and I think yeah, the energy in the room even kind of said it like we know what this is gonna be only mm-hmm. only part that popped the crowd was when Dolph Ziggler super kicked the Braun mm-hmm. that was pretty much and it you, and you know and you know it's crazy everything that you said right now my friend watched NXT for the very first time and he felt the exact same he was just like this yeah. match was like whatever until the super kick happens yeah because we it wasn't believable also Braun um, needs to be finished I will say his that spear he does looks real good <laughs> Uh, the thing with Braun military Breaker, press, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. That's not a good. It's not a good finisher at all. I know it's, it's the Goldberg tribute thing, but it's not working. It it, it, need, it needs to be a signature. Yeah, I'd rather him do the standard recliner every match or that spear be his finisher. But I feel like too many of the guys are already there's too many spear finisher guys, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a really like he's a real explosive dude. So the moves he does, <clears throat> like even like Braun Breaker's like clotheslines, like he just like mm-hmm. runs through dude. It's not even like. Give him a Larry. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. I wouldn't be mad at that. If but, they um, was gonna give a, if they was gonna give him the shingo uh pipe uh pipe bomber or uh axe bomber, I'd be I'll be cool with that. But yeah, man, this match honestly, I didn't want to disrespect it by putting it into the quick hits, but I really don't feel anything for this match. Yeah, this match was whatever to me. And like like you said, like Santos was not gonna win this because they already moved on to you know, show who the next two ta- challengers possibly are going to be. Yeah. Week three into the feud. <laughs> and then neither Ciampa or Ziggler looked at Santos and it was just like, oh, yeah, I'll beat your ass too if you get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was, like, they never confronted him or, you know, because... They didn't even acknowledge him for that. The whole promo, they yeah. didn't even acknowledge him. He had to, he had to interfere. It, he, like, he just made him look like a, a chump, like a joke. Like nobody, yeah, and I mean, seriously. and right after the Zion Quinn shit, he absolutely is. Like they should have, yeah. like we said, they should have rehabbed him first before they threw him into this. Cause, it, cause soon as he started uh, talking to Braun Breaker, I was just like, yeah, this shit throw away. 
this shit just to get some days and some, uh, you know, defense in. Yeah. So it's whatever. Uh, moving on. Um, we got, you know, Chompa Ziggler who did their thing uh, outside of the match and they had their little uh, spat on Raw. Uh, that's whatever. And sorry, folks, I know it's going to seem like all the women's stuff got shoved to the side, but it kind of did. So we get Toxic Attraction and versus uh, Persia and Indy. I thought this match was okay, but the crowd no, was okay. not. The crowd was not. Uh, when they were chanting, we want Gigi, I was just like, oh, okay, you niggas is horny. That's all you guys are. <laughs> Speaking of, you see that fan in the front row? <laughs> and that's that the man. problem with you niggas. Niggas is horny. <laughs> he, he, his whole neck, he did broke his neck to go look at uh, uh, Gigi from behind. I caught that live, but he got, he got caught in 4K on the timeline. Personally, I'm doing the same. Because how many times is you going to see Gigi Dolan? I'm turning my whole body. I ain't turning my neck. You don't know. I, I look. You know what I mean? <laughs> that motherfucker go wheeling chair. <laughs> Spinning on these things like it's a laundry bag. <laughs> um, uh, Amari Miller and Wendy Chu are walking backstage, and uh, Amari Miller says she already has a tag partner. I think it's going to be Tiffany Stratton um, and the Dusty uh, Women, uh, the Dusty Classic for the women. And then Wendy Chu needs a partner, and then she finds Dakota Kai and some really fire ass goggles, bro. Oh, goggles she was just hard. Like, she was just like, Chief Key, what? <laughs> I, I don't um, think it'd be Tiffany. I think I think Amari's um, partner could be Last Legend because they've been teaming on 205 ooh, for a little while. It might be Last that'd be Legend. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, Wendy Chu needs a partner. Wendy Chu is just like, hey, man, if you ain't got nobody, hey, man, turn up. And Dakota Kai is doing her weird thing. So I don't like it. I don't like it at all. She was swagging, but I hate that she had the imaginary friend. <laughs> she has an imaginary friend now if we're doing. Come on. Like, come on, man. If, if, if she's she not gonna be break dancing with the imaginary friend, like it was little Jimmy, what? then I don't care for <laughs> it, bro. <laughs> I'm good. Um EO and Kaylee Ray, they're having a lot of fun um breaking things. And then is Zoe Stark okay? She's not in crutches. She fine. She clear. I think she good. I think she. I think she does have the brace on. I don't. I don't think she's clear yet. Oh, okay. She tore her, M- her MC. When did she? When did she tear that? How long has it been? Did it happen at War Games? No, it didn't. Did it happen before, it before War, War Games? Games? It was before War Games. Shit, she might. She know. might be ready. Nowadays, with the current technology and like. She got the Rey Mysterio uh, plug. Yeah, it took like it took like six months, six months to come back from ACL. You straight? You know what I mean, you'd be um, good to go. I don't. They didn't show her leg or show her on crutches, so I'm gonna assume she's fine. I didn't watch last week. Um, I don't know, so I don't know if anything showed anything different. But I don't remember um, if she had crutches or not. I'll be honest. I don't know, guys. So. It seems like Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai are going to team up. I'm not sure about that. Or they're going to run the six-women tag with Zoe Stark, uh, Io, Kaylee Ray, and Toxic Attraction while all the women fight for their right to be tag team champion or, like, get that tag team uh, championship opportunity. Sounds fair? That sounds smart? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Um, 
Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade are training. I thought the segment was kind of whatever. I think it, like to 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 me, it seems like it's gonna be that SpongeBob thing where you push the motherfucker too hard, or like when uh SpongeBob was pushing Gary too hard, and then it would when it was game day. <laughs> That motherfucker started snorting. <laughs> Smoking. Swerving <laughs> leaving skin marks on the track. <laughs> Sorry, SpongeBob is hilarious. Um, if that happens, I think it'd be hilarious, honestly. And then uh, for the Dusty Classic, who are our heel teams? I don't know who any. I don't even know who the teams are in the thing so far. Is there even like, like any kind of bracket? No, and you know how I feel about that already. But we, we'll probably see it next week. But yeah, um, either next week or like probably like on Friday during Level Up, they'll like show us a bracket or like announce that there's a bracket or they'll just tweet it. Whatever, something we'll know probably around Friday. But um, who are our team heel teams? Because if Talks of Attraction is not going to be in it, who the hell are our heel teams? Uh, and I'm not even sure if Indian Persia are going to be in in it. Because they they'll be in it. They, 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 okay. talk, they, they said they're going to be in it, so they'll be in it. I guess okay. they're heels. Listen, uh, are they heels? No. I'm not even sure if they're heels. They, they, are, I, they, are, they are their own part. Like, they're a, they are gray. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going Kaden, on Kaden Carter and uh, Casey. The way their they faces. take everybody outside is very heelish, uh, but, you know, they're portrayed <laughs> as faces. Um. Kaylee Ray and uh, EO, EO or EO and Zoe face. Cora Jade and um, Raquel. Well, Raquel was kind of a heel, wasn't she? She not gonna heal. She she gonna heal it up with uh, Cora. I don't know. It seems like there's no heels or faces in the women's division over there, so it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. I think, fellas, I think we just found a glaring flaw in the women's division. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who. who. (laughs) Like the only heels that we have is Tiffany Stratton. It's in Toxic Attraction. That's it. Yeah, Um, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. I don't think they're going to be a heel team. Um, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know if Dakota's a heel or not. I can't really tell. I guess she's a heel. As she's just now. crazy she's just crazy yeah. <laughs> and i think it's very problematic if you look at her having her mental issues and calling her a heel my brother i think um, it's problematic it's also <laughs> corny yeah it's very corny but uh yeah i think we just <laughs> i think we just found a glaring flaw in the women's division on the fly but that is it for nxt 2.0 went a little bit over time but that is fine let's get into uh aew Say, uh. Come on, Matt, make him say, uh. Make him say, uh. This is a good, this is a good teaching lesson. I'm gonna tell you the most important thing that was ever told to me. Make him say, uh. This is win. Oh, they did win. Wow. I gotta look at the highlights. Okay. You're not supposed to talk during the break time, so I can cut the thing. You're, you're, you're gonna know when it's there. Come oh my on, God, come on. Anyways, let's get into AEW. <laughs> um, we start out the show with CM Punk sitting crisscross applesauce in the ring. I cut on the stream and I saw that and I said, "Oh, brother, we're, we're in this for a long one." <laughs> but um, it was good. I like that promo. 
I felt like, uh, to me personally, I am, you know, it is like the later half is fine when he finally said like, this is what I want. When he finally stated his demands for like the mess that he wanted, I was just like, okay, we're getting here. Cause to me, like a lot of these promos between MJF and uh, CM Punk that personally I'm just tired of. Um, there's just like yeah, a lot of talking, dancing around the point or like not expressing like, what do you want? Like you clearly want revenge but you're talking about all sorts of shit. You had to get his shit off. He had some stuff he had on his chest. He wanted to get off. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get the dog collar match at Revolution. And I think that's going to be cool. I, for some reason, did something happen last week? Why is MJF uh, speechless? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't like why, why was he speechless? Why didn't he say anything? I'm not really sure. Now that you mentioned, it, I don't know why he was he was speechless. I guess he okay. was just scared. I don't I don't know well, what happened last so, week. So to, so terrified of having a caller. Well, if you put that freak shit on. Yeah, have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen um CM Punk Jimmy Rave dog collar match? No, but I've seen their steel cage match. That was cool. Yeah, it was good. I I, I lost that DVD though, and I'm fucking tight about it because I thought that shit was hard. Which one? It was, I have, I have two CM Punk DVDs. There's one that's like the Summer of Punk. And then there's like the one that's just like the Icon or something. Like, it's just like okay. a compilation DVD. A compilation, yeah. And I lost one of them and it had that match on it. Well, it probably wasn't Summer of Punk because the the dog, it was, early, it, was, it was early, early Ring of Honor. That was mm-hmm. like one of the first like big feuds. I remember, I like one of the first time I heard of them. But yeah, um. I thought the promo was cool. It wasn't, it wasn't, they didn't do a whole bunch of uh, references to stuff most people don't know about. They kind of kept it, you know, on, on Cause par. Because MJF, MJF didn't say anything. And I felt like <laughs> it definitely would have got there if he was. But, but Punk just a biggest defender of it as he is at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that no, was cool with this. And I'm looking yeah, forward fine. to that match, actually. I'm looking forward. Yeah. I, as much, I like the first, the original, so this one I'm sure you get real brutal. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that. It should be only only nitpick that I have about this segment. This is a very much a nitpick. This is it doesn't really, you know, say anything about like the show or whatever. But when I was at the Dual Leaver show and then Keith Lee debuted, great friend Pat, uh RNC friend, uh RNC watch. Um he said, Do you like AEW now since uh the uh since Keith Lee debuted? Like that was something that he literally texted me. And I said, No, and if you text me again, I'm gonna block you. Um <laughs> But production, the photo that CM Punk held up, you couldn't throw that bitch on the big screen. Y'all couldn't, y'all, y'all, y'all couldn't go to uh, Office Max and get that scan and get it like, you know, in the file so y'all could put it up on the big screen. Because when he they put it up, they I had to the big screen. They don't really use, the, I don't think they really use that big screen, do they? When you Why went, not? did they use that big screen? I don't know, it's there. Um, when you went, did they, they use, use it? They yeah they use it for backstage segments but not for all of them though. Oh yeah, that's weird. Cause oh. excuse me, Miro had a set. Miro uh, that showed that in Miami, Miro had a segment. Hikarashita had a backstage brawl. The Inner Circle had something, and Britt Baker had something. I think you can guess who did not get the backstage stuff in uh, out of those four. <laughs> yeah right. So they don't use it a lot, and I'm just like, you know, what's up with y'all? 
Um, but yeah, that's it. Moving on. We got Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty. And I will say I see it for Lee Moriarty now. I thought this match was much better than, you know, the match that I felt was a bit. You got to be, be careful, though, because he's wrestling Brian Danielson. And I, like I said before, me, myself and Brian Danielson could probably have a good match. <laughs> you I've know, never wrestled you, in my life. You're right, but I'm not going to discredit him here. I thought I definitely thought he did some cool stuff. Um, He also like, you know, Brian definitely entertained some of the stupid indie shit that they probably no, do. Th- I like th- I like that. I know what spot you're talking about. I like that spot. It's like an old school spot though. It's not, it's not even like an indie. It's like an old school like European. Which spot do, what, what spot do you when think they, I'm talking when they about? were on the head, when they were on the headstand and they were slapping each other? Yeah, that shit's that's, stupid. That's a, Stop doing that's that. An old spot. That's an old <laughs> no, that shit's stupid. I'm not mad at that one. Uh, some fucking it Mark is, saw World of Sport and was like, "Yeah, let's do that." Nah, it is, it is cut that shit. That shit is stupid. Um, because I'm not gonna try to fight you in that fucking position. <laughs> get me out of that. Like, <laughs> my first thought is, I have to get out of this. Not, oh, I'm gonna slap the shit out you. <laughs> well, if you but slap hard that, enough, I might get him out of it. That's it. I guess that's the difference Ooh. from an American Dragon and me. But um, I thought the match was really good. I thought it really was. Um, that was a really good match. I'm not going to discredit Lee Moriarty here. Yes, he is with uh, the greatest wrestler in the fucking planet, Galaxy Generation. But I definitely thought he did some really cool stuff. So um, good shit. Definitely uh, highlighting his debut. And I'm praying when Brian starts his little Cobra Kai faction, he is truly a part of it. And he is truly like having really good do you think matches. Brian, do you think they're really going to do that faction? I feel yeah. like they have to now after they mentioned it and people got so hyped for it. I feel like they have to do this. Mm-hmm. They can't and back I, out. Uh, uh, don't cancel me, please. Please, I know what I'm going to say is going to shock you, but when Ooh. I was listening to Jim Cornette talk about it, oh no, and they, uh, they mentioned that like Brian, like you know, mentioned because he's supposed to be playing heel, and we said it too, but like he was supposed to be playing heel, and then they were just like, now nah, we gonna put people on, and then AEW crowd was just like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they have to do it. They really have to. I think John Moxley, uh, or you know, the person behind the character or whatever. I think it would be very dumb for him to not accept this offer. And we get Moxley coming out, kind of you know, talking about the history that he has with Daniel Bryan. Really great. But once again, just like to see him punking. What are you trying to get at though? That is, look, <laughs> like we, we we gonna be a team first. We got it. We got to you know, we shed some blood yeah. against each other first. I'm and I kind of, and I, yeah, and I kind of, uh, I felt like he should have said that like a lot, but you know, just nitpick. That's not because uh, I do think that because just like I said, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I am very invested in this. I am very like because if they get this shit off, motherfucker, <laughs> I'll I'll buy I'll buy the shirt I'll buy the shirt if the logo fire. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I got I'm, faith in Brian. Everything Brian done so far since he's been there has been good. So mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm 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 greatly looking forward to this. And you know what we're talking about is like Moxley did not want to give his answer yet to uh, agreeing to be part of Daniel Bryan's like you know coaching thing. But he wants to uh, he wants to bleed with him before he uh, team with him. And I hope there I and and I hope. And I hope it's not team with him as if, oh, we're going to try to be tag champs because I really want them to like, instead of like teaming to be tag champs, I want them to team together to coach folks or like, you know, I want them to be tag champs. 
You know what? I do too. I do too. But I, I'm really like my true interest in this is truly them. You know, putting people like, "Hey, man, I'm trying to see it for Willie Uta, brother. I'm trying to. I already see it for Daniel Garcia, but I'm trying to see it more for Daniel Garcia. Lee Moriarty, I, know, Will, I saw it Will, here. Willie Uta is not that guy. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not. It doesn't <laughs> matter who you put him with. He's not that guy. If they could, if they could get that guy out of him, then I'd be amazed. But you know. I'm open to being impressed, man. You know how it goes. But, you know, if he's still stinking it up <laughs> with the greatest wrestler by his side, maybe we should be beating his ass. Um, but, nah, that's, uh, that's going to be all good and fun. And then moving on, we got Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez in a no-DQ match. How would you feel about it? I know I'm mixed, so I just want to know how you feel about it. Okay, so... This match was a car crash, and I'm I still haven't decided if it was a good car crash or a bad car crash. But this match mm-hmm. was a mess from the beginning when the railing broke. And <laughs> Thunder Rosa, they were turning, they were turning, they were turning. Her head bounced off the concrete, and then they had the spot mm-hmm. where she jumped off the barricade with that wobbly at barricade. She was wilding for you on that. Mm-hmm. And then oh, that fucking German suplex, and then the elbow drop. You like landed, like landed like directly on her throat. Oh, and, uh, when they finally got into the ring, that's when the match started falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was just madness. Uh, the table didn't break. <laughs> it it broke, but it's not breaking like 2.0 where the table fucking <laughs> it broke. It broke off the edge, so it was like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> and, and it and it if to me it looked like it broke like much after it crashed. <laughs> yeah. It was um, weird. It was like the cartoon when the floor starts cracking and then you like watch the crack align. Like we're watching that for the table. <laughs> um, I don't, that table spot was weird. Cause I felt like they could have set up that table a lot better. They just kind of just had it like yeah, slanted yeah. off. Um, but it is what it is. Um, this match very much is a car crash. When Mercedes Martina, like when they got into the ring with it, I was just like, Oh, you guys are like getting mad sloppy with it. Like what's up with y'all? Yeah, what are we doing? Get it together. Lock in. Because Mercedes, like, and I'm not trying to, like, you know, I, I, I think I'm a little harsh on them because Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez have been doing this for a really long time. So, like, yeah, they're workers. Why, they should... why are you getting mad sloppy at the part that you've probably been doing more than these fucking, you know, no DQ or, like, street fights? That's why I think uh, Thunder Rosa got her bell rung when she fell through that get barricade. You mean, uh, um, Mercedes, but yes. Mercedes, um, Mercedes. Fought, I thought Bear, I thought Thunder Rosa got thrown through it. Was it Mercedes? No, that was yeah. That was oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe her bell got wrong or something, and I don't know. Oh, her her bell definitely got wrong. So um, I was just like, I don't know, but yeah. But I like, mean, I, I'll say this, but I was I was sports entertained. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. hate it. I was, <laughs> I, was, like, I, was I was I was very oh, sports nuts. entertained. Um, I thought the match. I, I I did enjoy the match for the most part um just like kind of at the end it kind of like falls off and i think it sucks that it does because i was really rocking with it uh the table spot didn't really deter me like it probably did a lot of other people um but i thought the match was fun for the most part um what's not fun is the end of this match where Britt baker comes out uh with jamie Hayter and rebel and then Britt baker just comes and whispers to some random white dude that's not some random white dude that's the guy from cobra kai but guess what, Quan? What? I don't watch Cobra Kai. It's one of the biggest shows on Netflix. You should watch it. 
but I don't. Or the so Karate Kid, so- the, or, or Karate Kid, one of the greatest movies ever made. Well, I ain't watched Karate Kid. Well, I did see, see Karate it, but, Kid before. Well, like I seen Karate Kid, but like this dude is old as shit now. He doesn't look like how he looked at in Karate Kid. So this is just some random white dude in commentary, just doesn't know his name for some fucking reason, and doesn't let us know who the fuck he is. Nor why is Britt Baker taking advice from this motherfucker? She has not, not taken to- advice. She has not taken advice from anybody at this point. That's, so why is she her taking sen- advice that's from her, That's her sense. Why? He's not a, He's not the man he is on Cobra Kai. How you know? I mean, hey, nigga might have hands. I don't know who that guy is. He might he have is. hands, but he's not, he not, he not a sensei sensei. Yeah, you know. Because he's a fucking actor. <laughs> You had to, you had to like that motherfucker Steven Seagal or some shit. He might be Steven Seagal. I don't know who this guy is. What's going with Martin Martin Cove? You might got hands. Let me see. I'm looking. Go on his Wikipedia right now. And I'm looking at it right now. If it says that he ain't got no black belt, then why the fuck is he taking advice from him? He got. He no, got. Actually, hands. no. Fuck off. Yeah, he got, he got hands. Even even if she's taking advice from this dude, why the? Even if he has black belts, why the fuck is she taking advice from this dude? Period. Because he got hands. Come on, man. You know I what? got handshake asking me for advice. He's 75. He looked good for 75. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, he does look good for 75. This nigga is 75 years old. 75 you was born years old. in 1948. <laughs> and when I looked on the daily news, you was giving advice <laughs> to Britt Baker. <laughs> for what? <laughs> and commentary just seems to for, like not know who this, like, he they don't know this man's name. Like, why the like dog? Why is she taking advice from this dude? This shit makes no goddamn sense to me. Um, he got some work done. He looks a lot different than what he did a couple <laughs> years ago. That make that makes sense. He looks too good for seventy five. I say his face looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he 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 got the BBL on the face. <laughs> BBL. On the- <laughs> <laughs> he got a face uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, probably. But um, ending um, the match, obviously, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a while. But in AEW fashion, there is a brawl. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to say AO now. But um, Britt Baker passes Thunder Rosa the pipe. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, <laughs> she uh, hesitates. Yeah, she passes Mercedes the pipe, and she hesitates on uh, – Hitting Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hader goes, man, fuck that. And then bashes the shit out of Mercedes in the back of her head. And then it seems like, you know, she is out of the, you know, the strongest stable. <laughs> just like t- 10 minutes ago, this was the strongest A- like faction in AEW and it just falls apart. Um, or in the women's division or whatever. And it just falls apart. Um, so the match was fine. Post-match, whatever. Uh, our main event, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. And I'll tell you right now, I was cooking and cleaning my room at the same time. This is going to be the trend for Sammy Guevara big matches going forward. I'm good on it. This match was just like the Cody match. There was no real psychology or no real storytelling. It was just like, let's go from one move. I've- Let's go do the next move, and then let's go do the next move, and then let's go do the next well, move. Well, I, I felt like that was Sammy Guevara <laughs> even before he was champion. I guess I wasn't paying attention enough to notice. <laughs> yeah, this is like every match. There's no like, there's no storytelling. There's no 
um <laughs> motherfucker the storytelling is dog the storytelling or like the story going into this match was you used to be a champion once now i am a champion not even Let's like the story. i'm just talking about i'm talking about the match within like the no story i know but like match. But the like, actual storyline, it is what it is with that. The, sto- the story all around was but because it was just like you were a former champion, so let's have this match instead of giving somebody new. Excuse me, it's somebody new an opportunity. Just the open challenge belt. Um, but yeah, it was just yeah, this match. It was just it, I mean, the spots were cool, but like they don't matter. That's the problem with like a lot of these guys. They like, they're just doing shit that don't like, I'm not going to remember this next week. I promise you, I'm not gonna remember this match at all. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna look good when AEW posts the 15 second clips or yeah, excuse me, gifts in the commercial. Uh, mm -hmm. That's it. Um, so I don't care. Oh God. Got the hiccups. Um, no. Um, (laughs) yeah, the match was whatever. Like I was like, I was watching it in passing, you know, I let the Roomba do, do its thing. I was cooking, and it was just like, whatever. Um, moving on to quick hits. I feel like I'm a, hip, a hiccup again. Uh, how you get rid of hiccups on the flyer, bro? <laughs> yeah. We got like, we got like six scared, more minutes bro. of the episode. I'm just trying to get it through. <laughs> uh, Rampage is going to be on early. Are you going to tap in? Yeah, I'm going to watch that, watch SmackDown, and then watch uh... – um next level up level up, level up. okay but that's good. Um, so yeah i'm gonna do a four-hour block of wrestling because i i don't have anything else to do on a friday night because jesus I'm old christ wash. come on man go <laughs> just just go out drinking bro <laughs> i don't i don't even like drinking no more bro i'll tell you ever since the pandemic i don't even care about like drinking at all like i haven't i think i've drank like twice so hey, that shit lit anyway um <laughs> jericho hager versus pride and powerful um Eddie Kingston shows up. I don't really care about this one, but it was fine. It was a, so that's cool. It was a fine. It was a fine match. They actually they're undefeated so far on TV matches. As I've been doing my little Excel spreadsheet, they're three and Which is if good. this doesn't if this doesn't equal to them getting the title shot, then I don't care. I think it does. I think. Um, well, if they don't win, if they're going to be undefeated and not win the tag titles, then I don't care. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't care. Um, Hangman Page has a segment, and I felt like they forgot to mention it at the first. Like you, you know, when they show the graphics, they'd be like, "Hey, here's everything on the sh- on the show." I feel like they forgot to mention it the first time, and they're just like on the second news, it's like, "Hey, we got some shit going on for y'all." Um, so we get Hangman Page, Adam Cole. They're having a segment. They're just talking a whole bunch of nothing. I don't think this Pretty shit much. like <laughs> it. It was a whole bunch of nothing. It was just like, "Hey, we got history together." And, you know, you're just the other Adam, blah, 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 this and that. And, you know, doing some, I don't care. And also, like, the, I don't think the crowd cares either because they didn't even chant cowboy shit. I think they did a little bit for a second. I might I'm, I might be wrong, though. Dog, there is no, like, there is no heat behind Hangman Page. And it sucks because Hangman, I, I tweeted it out because uh, I wanted to be set to the public, but... um. Hangman Page has grown a lot, and he is still the champion he, he would have been if he would have won it uh, against Jericho in 2019. Because mm. he is he is not he is not the focal point of the sh- of the show at all. Yeah, and I think I, I think it, it, it sucks really, and it is not even really Hangman's fault. It's just booking. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, Adam Cole says a whole bunch of nothing. He walks away, just be like, you know, we're going to have a great friendly match. And then, you know, Hangman Pace that knows that Adam Cole's a snake takes his word for it. Stupid motherfucker. Um, and then he gets ju- jumped by uh, Father of the Year and then uh, Top 1% on Parlor. Um, and then they go back and like jump, jump them. And then Adam Cole alluded to it as well. It was just like, hey, man, you haven't been around the Dark Order lately either. Like, are you guys even friends? And like I said before, Dark Order and Hangman Page's friendship only matters when this nigga needs someone to tag with. That is it. They are not yeah, truly, they're not friends outside of this. And so uh, they be in his ass. Security comes out and then the Dark Order comes out. And then Ted just started beating niggas' ass for no reason. I'm like, where'd this come yeah, from? Yeah, <laughs> they, they just he just starts going crazy. And then it was just like, oh, because he has to build momentum going into his match against Adam Cole on Rampage. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. And then uh, can you explain to me what's going on in this tag division thing? There's going to be a tag team triple threat and then like a ba- battle royale? What so is, there's a, I so failed I believe, to understand. So I believe so, right? So the... Um... There's going to be a battle royale to choose determine one of the me- members of the match. And there's going to be a, a tournament to choose to do the other person. I could be wrong, but it's something like that. There's a battle royale and there's a tournament. And the winners of both of those will be in the triple threat tag match. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how this is going to work. Please tweet me if you really know how this shit's going to go, because <laughs> I didn't understand it. To me, it sounded like they're going to have you remember when in lucha underground when they'll have like the royal rumble and then like at the last two people it will become like a real match yeah so AEW does that like, too. they do something like that yeah but i feel like i feel like with uh it's gonna be a tag team battle royale and then like i guess like the last two of the team if they're like part of two separate teams those are the people that are going to be in it does that make sense no no this makes sense like d- the people who like the winner of the battle, well, like the top two teams that are in that battle royale are going to go into the triple threat. I don't think that's it. Is that it? That's not it. I don't think so. I pray just please, the winner of the battle. I'm trying to find it. Please tweet us if you understand how that shit is going to go. Okay, uh, hold on. Because, okay. okay. Let's see. Tag team. I'm on. Because I don't, I, don't, I, I really don't understand how this is going to work, and I want to do the sign off. Oh, <laughs> somebody Adam Cole, Red Dragon. They were talking about it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so I think it's going to be the Bucks and Red Dragon, or like a like a they're going to wrestle each other to see who gets into the next into the match. So it's the battle royale winner. I think it's the winner between the Bucks and Red Dragon, and I think it's going to be um. And they against the tag team champions, the triple threat ladder match. Or not a ladder match, it's a triple threat match. I think. I do remember the promo where all of them were talking. I think it's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Bucks and Red Dragon. I'm as soon as we cut it off, I'm going to tweet. Hey, can somebody explain to me what the fuck is going on in the AEW tag division? And then uh keep it pushing from there. I hope like somebody like Logan answers or something, because I need to I need to understand. Or uh Damn, I'm losing his name, but I think uh, his Twitter name is just like novel, uh, novel or something. Uh, I'm novelist. Yes, shout out to them. Yeah, but um, that is it 
for us, you can follow Quan on Twitter at the Comeback Spot. You could follow me, Cyrus, at T. I mean, uh, Cyrus on TWR, and then you could follow the A Show to keep up everything that we do um, at the A Show RNC. Also, you could subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the A Show RNC, and <laughs> we got that hundred, and the time is approaching. Time is now. The time is approaching, fellas. The pain, the pain is coming. Here comes the pain. Um, Niels and uh, Justin will be doing the uh, the hot chip challenge. I don't know when they're going to announce that soon. There was some debacles with the chip uh, getting shipped out, but I made a whole bunch of silly logos and stuff. So uh, when they do it, so that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, legendary run. Me and Justin are talking sure. about Batista's uh, 2005. You can subscribe to that on Patreon. Uh, episode two came out earlier this week, and we're going to be recording episode three fairly soon. St. Valentine's Massacre. Uh, St. Valentine Massacre for spot callers. That show sucks. So, <laughs> you know, um, tap in. Well, uh, what else? The X8 Diaries uh, with meals uh, and whole bunch of variety of guests should be debuting fairly soon as we wrap up legendary run batista um with us yeah oh yeah we're gonna be on the debut episode of the royal rumble <laughs> 2002 yes sir Is this what it was? yeah uh very bizarre show uh <laughs> think so I guess, I guess you had to i guess you had to be there there's a lot of there's a lot of shit where i'm just like you had to be there you had to um, be there but yeah, and then also Patreon Better Fence, you get uh, episodes early, uh, interviews, you get them early. There's a video component if you want that as well. Uh, we have a special interview coming up. It's currently in limbo right now. We're waiting for something, but it might come attached with this episode. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, it will most likely be on the top of this episode anyway, so it does not matter what I say here. Uh, what else is there? What else do we got going on? Um, overly Riders Re- Re- okay. Room just dropped. I believe, I'm not mistaken, about Black and Gold NXT. I haven't listened to it yet. I got to tap in this weekend, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Overly Medicated on RNC. Uh, watch uh, RSPN, of course. Shout out to the guys. Shout out to A-Show mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it. Um, special guest Xavier Omar. R&B singer. We got a lot going on. It's a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh heard a challenge being laid down on the A show. Um black announce oh, table. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Look. I'm sending you. You have to represent the war report on the on the trivia I'm, show. <laughs> I'm not I'm not scared, you know what I mean? I'm about it. You you have to represent because motherfucker they asked me about motherfucker they asked me about 2018 and I'm forgetting. <laughs> I got um, it. So, Quan, you got to go out there do the thing. I think you and Dion would probably kill it. Really put him in a chokehold. <laughs> uh, so, but we have we have to get. Uh, we would probably have to get like a mediator, like somebody who's uh, very neutral. <laughs> Um, I think like a stat guy, Greg or uh, Jeff J would be a great um, mediator or like somebody to play the middle. 
Because we, we probably have to go Jeff J. We can't go that guy. He's he's co-opted. He's with us. You're riding with us. <laughs> Is he? Let's let's, let's, let's let's be honest. Greg Greg's with us. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's my booking of it. So uh, black announced table. If you want it, I'm out of it. But I'm sending Juan. <laughs> Wait, uh, what's that? What's that TikTok like? He like, look, you got a problem with me? Oh. Come see my uncle. <laughs> you got a problem with me? Come kill my uncle, Bowdy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, we have a special interview coming soon. So or on this episode, who knows? But thank you for supporting us, listening to the episode, sharing. Uh, reviewing, subscribing, all that sort of stuff. And if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, I hope to see you on the Patreon next week. Peace out.